Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on the MTG Painful Truth Podcast. I'm joined here with the wonderful Brent Wagner on our episode 25. Or 35. 35. Thank you. He caught me. <laughs> Either way, today is a very, very special episode. Uh, we recently just had a large event. I know everyone's a little shell-socked because Cole's leading today. Uh, but we recently had a large event. Uh, we had the HBMO. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw that Brent and I did not participate in the main event. I don't know if Brent would have, if he could have. I know. I definitely wasn't going to. Um, but we also had a Pioneer 5K that uh, pretty much like a majority of the buddies all participated in. Um, honestly, like Alec, Drew, me, you. It might have just been us. Alec, Drew, me, and you. That's uh, Ian Cruz. Uh, oh, Ian and Cruz. Yeah, Ian and Cruz. Uh, they play decks that... They're not known for it. Right, yeah. They both went out of their way to play something They yeah, both different. played uh, a deck that they fell in love with, which is pretty cool. They both played Enigmatic. Yep. Well, that was good. But yeah, so today's a very special episode. We'll go over how we both did. Uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I'll do mine first, because mine's pretty quick. So I got 29, which was a good running in Moneyed. Uh, funny enough, Drew got 30th. So we both uh, both were close. Yep, so scoreboard. You yeah, won. scoreboard. Um, honestly, I so I played Phoenix and I played the fourth thing in the ice version. I would run it back hundred percent. I felt very good in the room. Like I never, there was one round, and I'll go over it very shortly. There was one round that was unwinnable, and that definitely, definitely put a damper on the rest of the tournament. But uh, I was undefeated out of the like I was the only one tearing it up for a good minute. You know, as Cole does, I start strong. I'll fall on my face at some point. Right. Uh, my first loss was to Fang, to Grease Fang. We were in game three, and I basically just temporal. I, I needed a temporal trespass to explore. And if I drew literally any cantrip ever, I would have won. I drew a Spire Bluff Canal. He was at nine. I was at five. He only had a Scrap Gorger out, or not Scrap Gorger. Well, Scrap Pork Butt or whatever. And I was like, I had a hole. I was like, you know what? I'll call it. You're not going to kill me. You had three mana confluence out. I'll put you to two. And he was sitting on a grease tag. So that's whatever. I took that in stride. And then my second loss, which was the biggest kicker. Uh, I'm trying to keep my chin up. I think I won the next round after this. Kind of. Oh, I played against Rakdos. I crush it. I was feeding on Rakdos the whole day. Nice. Um, I play against my nemesis. He turn one irrigated farmland. <laughs> and immediately dread hits my body because I went to this tournament not respecting control in the slightest. My opening hand was uh, fiery impulses. I was ready for more Rakdos. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, and then game two, I had a bunch of reaction in my hand, in my opening hand like counter magic and stuff and I was like alright if I find a threat I'm gonna win this game because I can protect it and it's like, go anywhere never drew one and he just turned seven cast a whole break horror and I was like oh well I guess we're done here um so that happened and I was like you know what X and two is whatever maybe I can make it um my I, next I was doing some sorry I was doing some math and I was like I think maybe one X and two will make it yeah we were pretty certain that. I think it just depended how it leveled out but we'll get into that in a minute sure yeah uh, so we 
I keep going, you know, I'm keeping my head up, I'm still winning, I'm tearing up Rakdos again, and I hit Rakdos a third, or fourth time, and I feel pretty confident, game one, I rip him apart, it is not close, four treasure cruises is a hell of a magic card against Rakdos, pieces of the puzzle, and, you know, no hard feelings, I, I try not to be salty, but like, game two and three, this dude should have gone to Vegas, holy shit, <laughs> and he... We, we've been making a joke lately about top decking and all that and outplaying your opponent. He outplayed the fuck out of me. He went turn one Thoughtseize, turn two Duress, turn three Go Blake. Game two and three. Same shit. <laughs> and yeah, oh, I man. did not get to play Magic that time. Um, and then last round I played against an Angels deck that probably was out of hell. Uh, it played Mainboard Swan Song with Mana Confluence and Spell Pierce. And I beat it sheerly off of hardcasting Arc Life Phoenix's game three, uh, under two damping spheres and a rest. I know I, that was the game I watched, and I was like, "What is ha-? like?" And I st- kind of walk in into game three, and I was like, "Oh man, holy!" It's, it's, I mean, it kind of what if you have one hate piece, you have three, or you have three, you have one kind of thing. So his hand wasn't doing anything, and you're just playing these flying haste creatures. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I mean, he's got nothing. He got stone nothing going on." Yeah, I mean, so. that's the thing about Phoenix, like, if you keep Phoenix paint on the side of one side, but not the other, like, HT 3 2 is the hell of a thing. Right, yeah. But, yeah, that was my experience. I honestly was, you know, besides, like, getting ruffled by control and, like, losing to a top deck against Grease, um, you know, honestly very happy about the experience. Uh, we have another Pyo RCQ coming up. It's uh, Boardwalk. It's the last one before Dallas like the queue for Dallas. Uh, and it's also right before we leave for San Diego. Right. I'm going to try. Um, I've had a lot of people message me lately about shiggles. Like if I should work on it or mind splice, honestly, I'm going to use this week. I've been uh, working a lot lately, so I don't, I don't have a lot of free time to like throw together shiggles stuff, but uh, I will probably look at something for shiggles. I do have a couple ideas with L razor that look really fun and stupid and, I kind of want to use Boardwalk as just like a, a football moment. Like, I'm going to Hail Mary it like I did Nerhala. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah. if I'm just lazy, I'll just play Phoenix again. I might go back to four Ledger Shredders uh, just because, like, Brent's deck's really popular and, like, do four Ledger Shredders and just the ice. Right. And um, yeah. be heavier on that note because Ledger Shredder's still, still a good card. I'm never going to say it's not. Um, especially when you're a Phoenix deck, you know, work cards in the graveyard and just being able to sift through your cards is like a hell of a mechanic in that deck. Um, but yeah, um, Brent played a very unique deck. I'm going to give a little bit here before I pass the torch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was your last chance, so yeah. Make it yeah. <laughs> Brent played a very unique deck uh, that we all, I, I will say, Brent, if there's one thing Brent is very good at, he is very good at calling metas without knowing <laughs> anything that's going to be there. Like, I would trust Brent to roll a die and pick a deck for me to play it, and I would do well with it. Because every time this motherfucker is, like, topped an event, he has called some shit. Like, bravo to you, honestly. That's some good shit. That is a skill that most humans will never acquire in their life. <laughs> um, yeah. So he played something that we had kind of, like, tossed around. Uh, and I know I'll, I'll tell this story. I won't say the deck is, but I'll tell the story. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know what I'm talking about. We, the night before, our buddy Drew, so Brandon Drew played the same 75. 
Yes. Uh, and the night before, Drew's messaging me, and I have a photo of found with a, uh, the highest mana traders account you can get. So I can ramp stone anything. So Drew's like, you know, let's practice because he wants to get ready, you know, because they're both playing a deck they've never held before. And um, we all get the call. It's me and Drew at first. And I'm like, all right, we'll get in. I'll rent the deck. We'll, we'll start a league. We'll just do a league. And as the, as the league goes on, we acquire more and more humans in this call. Bren joins very quickly. And then we acquire Roger. And we get Jacob. And then <laughs> Mikey stops it at some point. And yeah. then, like, we have... To just add it, we 5-0. And I think, collectively, we just shared a brain cell. <laughs> to just tell you what deck Brent played and how warping it was for us to play it in the format of just non-reactive shit. Yeah. Like, we didn't play against anything that cared about... Like, the only time we had to think was we played the mirror, and that actually required, like, more of us to use more brain cells. Yeah. But every every matchup we played that required no interaction, like, on our half, like, we just maybe... I, I catched it in half the time. Yeah. Like, I would literally look at the can to be like, well, this this literally just paints a picture, and you just go down this path. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing deviating here. It's like, do it. <laughs> And we do have a new joke from our buddy Justin Ivy about it, about explaining the deck. And it's very funny, but we'll get into that later after Brent explains it. But Brent, what did you play each BMO 5K? Okay, so if... I, I think there's probably a lot of people that follow the, the, the listeners that follow us on Twitter. And so I would not shut up, like, early in the week, because I was like, you know, I'm going to cash in some clout while, while it's available to me. <laughs> Um, and I said, Hey, fire shoes, check out this deck. I did really, really good. I got second, uh, at the HBMO side of it. And, uh, sure enough. And then also, uh, Cole, you know this and, uh, but I, yep. I don't, yeah, we haven't told anyone else, but I'm actually going to be on the, I'm on the MTG Rants podcast this week. By the time you're hearing this, that episode should be out and I'll talk about the deck there as well. So if you want to hear more about from me about the deck, uh, go check out the, MTG Rants podcast. Uh, I make a special guest. Uh, I show up as a special guest. It was real. It was a lot of fun. And I'll I'll, I'll tell the same story uh, on how I got started because, uh, as I think I said on the podcast, I have on call rotation and it happened during. It ended on the Saturday at midnight, where my I didn't have to be responsible for work, where the on call got rotated to the next team member for me. So I knew. For a long time, I was just going to do the Pioneer bit. And I was like, okay, what am I going to play? Uh, I was like, I just did well with creativity, but I think it's... Uh, like, I, it, people are aware of the deck. And I was like, okay, not really advantage. I think I could play the deck really well. I don't think it's too difficult or whatever. Um, but I was like, I think Lodafil is pretty good. And... It's hard for me to pull away. Like, that deck was, you know, a deck I played a lot of. I was like, I'm not so familiar with the ultimatum list, so let me just play around with it a little bit just to get comfortable. I did that quite a bit and said, all right, this is what I'm doing. And then a week before, I'm like, all right, well, Todd Anderson is building this really neat Neoforma Traxa deck. And through through him, Todd Anderson, and then his uh, YouTube editor, editor Tedaboy, and I think what Tedaboy's friends, which I don't, that name hasn't 
uh, that won't stick to my brain, so I I don't know. But uh, they came up with Teddy Boy's final list, which was 74 of the 75 is what I came up with, which I decided to run. Uh, and it was it, it was his version of the former Traxa with just one sideboard change. I decided to go with the Dragonlord of Tarka instead of the third duress. Uh, and other than that, it was that list. And then, yeah, we I watched Cole get a 5-0, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this deck is it's, it's hilarious or whatever. Yeah, so that's that's why I I settled on that. Uh, I had Drew Drew. We we went through like all cards and we're like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I gave him a cyborg guy, and then we and we started jamming. Uh, so I'm gonna try to go quick through the rounds. And just with if it's something's interesting with the match, I'll bring it up or whatever. Uh, I I it, the tournament report is in the show notes as they often are uh, when I do well in tournaments. The first game, the first game, I see Jingatha. I was like, okay, so, and, and you know we have Jingathas looking at each other, and I was like, all right, that's sus. And then the opponent leads into Dark Slick Shores. Thought sees me. I was like, God damn it, fucking mirror round one, the mirror Cole. <laughs> uh, 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 and he was like. He, I mean, he was he was nice. He was like a, a good opponent. All my opponents were good and nice and whatever. But I just like when he did that, I was like, okay, we're playing the mirror. And he's like, oh, I don't know. What are you playing? And then he's like, all right. And then he played Founding of the Third Path, like it, second turn. I was like, dude, I I knew for, right for the Dark Slick Shores, I knew we were playing the mirror match. Real real quick to add to your kind of like bullshit round ones. My yeah. round one, and I think you saw it. My round one I did mention was against Blue Black Narset days of doing, and I thought I was going to get fucking smoked. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do rem- I was yeah, like, yeah. I looked at my deck, I was like, wow, every card of my deck says draw a card. <laughs> and, like, and he did it to me one game, and he fucked me up. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do remember, because I think I watched the conclusion of that game, and, and you won out, and I didn't know it. I couldn't tell he was on days of doing Narset, but oh well, he never he saw Narset once, right? Which you know, me as a Phoenix player, thank Christ, because like I said, my yeah. sideboard for this event did not respect control at all. <laughs> right, but yeah, I I may able to beat him in game. He beat me in the pre board game, but I win the post board game, and I I played the turn board. I don't remember how it happened. I just won. Um. My first loss was actually round two uh, to five color Igmatic Fires. Uh, he was kind of trading with me pretty well. Then he, I played Gigantha and he had Binding and I had a Trax in hand and I was like really needed that to happen. And it did happen so I lost. Uh, <laughs> round three I played against Raksak and uh, funny enough I win game one. Uh, that uh, This is a pretty good matchup. Game two I had Jingatha in play. He casts Thought Seize. I reveal, and he has um Leyline of the Void in play or in play. His turn zero play. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of just like not doing great, or or he has a pretty good hate piece against me. I reveal in my hand from his Thought Seize, Tasker, Hooting Mandrels, Atraxa, and I had five lines in play. I was like, please don't see it. And he's like, okay, well, Tasker, oh, that will draw cards. <laughs> he has Lay of the Void out. He's I that'll draw cards. I'll take that one. And I'm like, okay, I'm not not giving him another chance. Untap, tap Gigantha, 
Get attracts into play, and he's like, "Oh, right, I forgot it could do that." I was like, "Yeah, it can do that." So thank Christ, nothing yet. Uh, yeah, we didn't play anymore after that. He's like, "Yeah, you just drew like four cards. We're, we're done." It's like, "Yeah, we we are." And you have uh, an eighty with uh, visuals, life, like death, that flying. You know, right? Fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he found like uh, attracts when he attracts his best. He will find your stubborn denial too. So I'm sure he did. Um. That play Angels, that was a slog, but I finally got there um, against him. We had, like, a shitload of creatures out. I think he had... I had a, a Traxa that was, for the most part, able to attack through. And he gets to a point where he actually outpowers the, the Atraxa in the air. It, but this is off the back of, like, three consecutive Ka- uh, Ka- uh, Kalos reconstruction. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, Jesus, um, come on. And I'm activating Tasker to try to get more removal spells in, in my hand and stuff like that. And, um, but I finally break through. Uh, this is the first time a Tarka came into play. It will look very mediocre when it killed one X4 flyer and one sixth of his mana dorks. I was like, kill that, kill this Lenoir elf. Hey, uh, but she's a not not a trampler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she. No, I cast her from hand. Like, oh, Zane Trampler. No, and, and it wasn't even seven man. It was eleven mana to do that because they had uh a nord, the um the anointed peacekeeper tw- times times two. So it was taxed by four. Jagantha helped pay for two of it, <laughs> and I cast it, and it killed two <laughs> creatures. It was That's so good. Very very mediocre. That's so fucking good though. And I, I would bring up a Tarka like here in another spot just to kind of like because I I think a lot of people would see my list and just say okay it's normal but with a Tarka how is a Tarka so I'll I'll go over that later. Um, I will say well I mean I will say a Tarka yeah. in our league was way more relevant than than your tournament. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tarka like it was so crazy because in our league a Tarka had like the biggest showing I think I've ever seen. Have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like there were so many games that we would just bring it in and it just blow our opponent. <laughs> Right, yeah, like we played the mirror, and we actually played against Tetaboy in the mirror match. I think it was round one, right? Two, I think no, it was round that was two. Spirits was round one. Yeah, we played round two, which we also just bullshit one anyways that we should. No, we should. Uh, well, we anyway. drew Brett. We drew a fatal push on our draw step. We, we uh, our founding was gonna go off. Yeah, that was good. If- we outplayed the opponent. I don't know what else to tell I you. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep going. Anyway, so against Tedaboy, he had Jag, the Jagular. I think we knew Atraxa was in hand. We just threw down Atarka, killed J- the uh, Jangatha, and won on the spot, basically. He, he conceded on that with that happening. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know what like what you would do anymore right. about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Game uh or the next game I played against uh is it creativity and uh I win the pre board game it's it's man if you're playing combo versus combo like this it's really nice to have thought sees and I was just so happy it's funny <laughs> that you say that because I played creativity twice in this five k and yeah originally we tell the story about Brent and I at Nerhala's uh, RCQ and Brent and I had you know it, it was gonna light up that we were gonna play each other. I mean, obviously, the finals we got there, and Brent had yeah. told me that he was confident that he could oh bully Phoenix. Gosh. Let me tell you, I two owed creativity twice. 
found Brett in the game room somewhere and was like, yeah, you better fucking clap. I have not dropped a game with me. Okay. 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 You, you, you to might, be fair, you though, it is on the back of... You may be right. Th- well, I was going to say, yeah. to be fair, it's on the back of the thing, guys, entirely. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. if I was on Legend Freighters, 100%, I'd be like, win that game. Right. Oh, it's it's so much hard. Like, you know, I play the same red removal spells as you do. Uh, it's a lot harder to kill Thing in the Ice, for sure. And also the big thing is, it's just like, it's just a bomb. Like, yeah. it, it's the scariest, like, because Fable is usually your plan B. I mean, it is plan B. But, like, it just sucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah, your Fable flips, it's like, you put it back in your hand. Right. It, oh, it, yeah. it, it takes out. I think, I, I, Cole, I think we did this, I think this was a while ago, when we were playing this matchup. And I did creativity for three on like my two tokens and your thing in the ice. I was ready, ready to party. I think I, I think I, I don't remember if it was you or someone else, but I was like, I need to get rid of the thing in the ice. So I'll... if it was me, you motherfucker. Okay, you flipped, okay. You flipped it to a phoenix. I am. I upgraded it, but that was like a long time ago. No, this was when I was on Shredder. No, this was when I was on Shredders and one thing in the ice. So I need, I, I needed the thing. Yeah. Right. Anyway, 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 anyway. So I'm, I'm up against uh, creativity. Uh, I win game one, and it, it took 30 minutes. And I think oh, I remember th- this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little, little kind of fun story, like or whatever. I win, and then I'm like, okay, I, I won game one. I was like, all right, we probably have to play pretty quick because we only have 20 minutes left of the round. For both of us, we need to get. We don't want to draw. Like obviously, we're both like X and one at this point, and. We don't. We have a draw to give, basically, and we do X one and one would be fine, probably. But I'm like, we just need to play pretty quickly. Uh, game two, he finds Hullbreaker, and I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Um, Strange, he also had Zinagos, which I don't think was correct. I just think that's a card that you rip out. You just play Hullbreaker. Blue I mean, Hullbreaker, like seeing some of these people that like, like I I met a guy that like had Hullbreakers and had the combo in. And I'm like, that's that's just so dark. No, right? Yeah, you're the gameplay should be Hullbreaker plus spells to win. Like that's what it should be. Or it's go and a combo. Yeah, you pick pick a lane. Don't 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 half at. Don't pick both lanes. Just pick one. Yeah, and like for, I, Hullbreaker and I t- is such a good plan B that you can't just have it as like alone. Like you don't need to be like, oh man, this has to be supported by Zenigos or whatever. No, right? Yeah, you just. You you creativity for one, and you have a any spell, and you're like I'm you're in good spot, really. Yeah, in those spots. And, and when do you care about Hullbreaker being good? And I was talking to Drew about like, okay, what would creativity do? I was like, they probably would pivot to Hullbreaker because they have like so many red removal spells that are dog shit, and just like bouncing is 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 going to be huge. So well, one of the biggest things that that I did realize about your combo that makes it just so good is there's no point of interaction when you do it from step one to step two in the sense that you can't kill Tassiger or Hoots right, yeah. when you Neoform. Like, like you can play them that turn in Neoform, and there's no, like... There's no window. Yeah, there's no, like, okay, kill Tassiger before, like, you get to Neoform. It's like, right. we're, we're there. Yeah. It, it, that's, a, that's a very good point, too, about the, about this, about the well, deck. Well, that, and... that was what Jet said in y'all's uh, top eight. Yeah. Was why does a Tazu damn Tazu doesn't have an ETV? Right. I, I knew exactly what he meant. Like, I knew exactly why he was complaining about that because so many times where it's like, all right, play the Delph threat, BO format, like, 
you don't have a window to kill well, it. Well, yeah, like, look at most of the matchups. Like, that's the big thing about this deck that makes it so good, in my opinion, is, like, like, like I said earlier in the league, the format is so non-interactive right now, in that sense, that, like, getting an 8-8 out that draws four cards is just so absurd right now. Yeah. Like, and it gains life, which is also crazy, because, like, you have these mid-range decks, like, vehicles that, like, requires to kill you, they can't really get through. Now, to be fair, they do play a Chrome War. That's got to be fucked up. I don't know if that's ever happened. Yeah, but... uh, thank God. It has not. Yeah, and then, like, it's definitely a deck that is susceptible to the meta shifting around it. But currently, it's so far off the radar right now that, like, like watching you play all day was, like, people were just like, what the hell is happening? Oh, like... Literally everyone, basically. Yeah, it was like the whole, like, uh, like, like, so going back, it's like the Shiggles thing. Like, when I yeah. played Shiggles, like, people were like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, drawing my deck. <laughs> Make a token. Yeah, founding the third a... path plus fucking treasure cruise is that all of a trick. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, it's, it's funny that both of our decks that we both, like, had huge success with both played fucking sounds having the third path. I know. That's gonna be our card. Yo, oh yeah, yeah. I think like I, I kind of want to go back and, and hear our our comments because I definitely brought it up on the podcast in our no, preview you, you episode. No, you brought it up in a I positive sense, and I was like, because because I did relist to it a little bit ago, and you had brought up for Phoenix, like that was the, that was the thing. It was like Phoenix could play this card because it was two spells in one. Yeah, card. and I was like, well, no, Phoenix doesn't want it because it's not instant, and like what whatever. Like, Phoenix wants more efficient things. But we never, like, thought about it in, like, like beyond that sense. Like, obviously, attraction didn't exist yet, so whatever. No, but, sure. like, like, I didn't think about it in the sense of, like... Because you brought up Treasure Cruise, but I didn't think about it, like... Just, like, having all three modes be relevant with, like, a young Pyromancer on the battlefield. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Or, like, really, what really took off was Jace... Like, just oh, having yeah. four or eight Ancestral Recalls in your deck and then just, like, winning the game. Right, yeah. But, okay, so you played Creativity. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so so round three, um, I, I, I get Atraxa. Like, basically, I get the Atraxa trigger, which usually that means you're probably going to win the match. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, draw, yeah, drawing, weird, drawing four four or five cards. Pretty good. Um, I, pu- I put it, I want to turn three. Uh, his turn four, and I had attracts in play. He knew I had stubborn and outface. At this point, it's on visible on the table. I'm basically BMing, or or if as, as a spectator, he you may think do, that he did do that a lot. By the way, everyone listening, Brett played fates up. Well, no, no, I'll go over that in a second. Specifically with this round, and he okay, I will, yeah, okay, this is the one I walked in on, right? Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he so. The, the last play, he cast Creativity X equals two. I was like, with the stubborn out face up, I picked it up. I was like, I will do this. He's like, you got it. Good game. I, and I said this because, you know, going back, I was like, all right, we had to play quickly. And we even did like, I, I call it like playtesting mode, where it's like you don't cut. Like if you thought sees, you just play face up. With Atraxa piles, I, I just kept them up. And Cole, you at the end of it, it's like, Brent, you are too good of a player to do, or something like that. You said... No, no, yeah, of no, I said you're. I said you're way too high up on these tables to be doing that. No, right. And I said, yeah. I was like, 
this was part of like what the, the what we agreed to. We were playing the honor system or whatever. No, and he was a cool guy too. Like and like, uh, and and talking to him and like hearing the situation. Yes, but like when I like as just a blind Samaritan that walked up, I was like, yes, I was like Brent, I'm like you, like I get being the nice guy because I'm the nice guy too. But like you're like up at like table fucking equivalently like fifteen, right? In yeah. round three, I'm like, dude, don't be doing. Because I was at table, like, two at this yeah. point. Yeah, And I was like, bro, we're, like, too high up. Like, we gotta, we gotta start mean bugging people. No, it, it, it strictly was because of just that, the time and place of how we're plan- trying to play quickly. I didn't want to just give them 15 seconds to write on the cards. I was like, yeah, I'd no, play I, Yeah, you're, and, you're trying, you're racing the yeah, clock. Exactly, yeah. That's, I, I didn't do it outside of that other than, like, when a Traxa trigger resolved, I had a few cards. I was like, all right, I got these. And I put them in my hand, like in in later turns or whatever. Okay, so so beat him. He's a good dude. Uh, next round, uh, I beat up mono white humans. I found all my fatal pushes, which is great. That that helps. Uh, yeah, that was a match I was a little spooked about, but I'm glad you got you, you trucked off through it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it, and then he won game two, just playing playing really well. Uh, <laughs> turn one, dude. Turn two, dude. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't have yeah I didn't have the fatal pushes, uh, and then I played there I got attracted. I I don't have details on this. So I was like I I had kept a good hand, like with a fair bit of removal, and that I could attract pretty easily. Okay. The uh and second to last round, I knew if I win, I can draw him. At this point, I was like just how these servers usually shake out. X one one is good enough. He leads on Snow Island. I was like, God damn it, like. This I was thinking a lot of it about like the old version of this, the Velmachus version, which is like a lot of the same cards. The, but the problem with that deck is you had the Velmachuses, which were a shitty card to draw, and the Time Walk spells that are only good when you're winning. So you played a lot of shitty cards. This deck only plays good well, also, cards, basically. Half of the Time Walk spells could only be cast if there was a legendary thing in play. That's also true, right? Like. That is also incredibly relevant. Right. Like, this deck will activate the Tasker ability, like, way more than that other version, because you just play Sultime Oh, we have, to, we have to be that motherfucker a lot. So many times. Right. And, yeah, I think that was a question on the Rants podcast. I think Tannen asked me, did you activate? I was like, oh, a, like, quite a bit, actually. I was like, on the, in the league, we activated that, though, like, fucking every time we could. Yeah, it, it you know, funny, we, going back to that mirror match, like, the founding, the third path, the chapter two ability, mill four, we're like, mill the opponent, give them shitty cards because we're activating Tassigers. Yeah, and like, we, we, we were just getting to a point, like, we were counting our Uning Mandrels. Now, this was, I will say, we, we talked about, you know, like, there were four of us. This is where it got to be problematic because this was our, like, second round. Right, we were right. so behind on time because oh, yeah. there were fucking six of us what felt like, you know, <laughs> fucking arguing about the littlest shit. Yeah. That at a point, I just was like, guys, Cole driving the car. Like, which, I mean, to be fair, at a point, I think in game three, did we? Yeah, we lost a game, right? Uh, we lost a game, uh, a few games. We don't lose matches. No, I thought about it in, in, in the mirror. Uh, we lost a game. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, at, in the game three, like, at the point where I took control, I mean, it basically was like, that, oh, that was a game where you got a target. 
Yes, well, the, that was our game match-winning play. Was yeah, it was. Killed yeah, so that one didn't require really any like like words between each other. We were just right. like, we were just like, okay, yeah, this is uh, like he has one card in hand. We know what it is. All right, the Tarka. Yeah. Why draw four cards when you could just basically stone raid your opponent and win? Right. Uh, and that's how it happened. It was so cool. Uh, okay, so back to spirits. He wins game one just doing spirity things. Uh, and I thought he was like aggressively countering my spells. It, it didn't, you know, he still won, but I was just like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, he wins anyway. So game two, he has four, like, he gets to a point where he has like four spirits in play. He has some mana up. Uh, he has like rattle chains, a suited up rattle chains with the, uh, the, the worst curious obsession. Oh, he was on eight or like six? I probably six. Well, I mean, they're obviously playing four curious obsessions, so no, right? Yeah. So he played X amount of combat research. Yeah, combat research. He had at least the first one, and it was in play on a on a rattler, two mausoleum wanderers, which that's the 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 worst card for me. It's like, oh god. Well, yeah, that's the dickhead bane of my existence. <laughs> right. So he has this, and I have Gigantha in play. And I'm taking this to the, to the mid game of this, basically the late game. I have Gigantha in play. I have five lands, uh, or, and no like untapped mana in my hand. And I have Dio form and uh, Hooting Mandrels in play also. So like, okay, so I can Dio form the Hooting Mandrels. I which costs two of my five mana. And this I'm count this. Uh, you know I'll. This is what I was thinking. I was like, tap two lands, Neoform, I have three mana remaining. If he has any spirit, the Mandrels become two power and he can sacrifice them both and counter it. And I'll lose the game. I was like, absolutely, we'll just lose this game. And I like, if he has the Lofty Denial, I can't I can't even pay for that. And then I was like, okay, well, Jigantha gives me some mana. That gives me two ma- two usable mana. I can just tap Jigantha to for to for blue green, have five lands open, so I have more mana to kind of do what I need to do. So that's what I do. So I attack with, I get a free attack with Hooting Mandrels. And, uh, then go, then to my, t- back, going back to my turn, all right, tap Jingantha, add five mana, spin blue-green Neoform with five. So I'm like, okay, I'm playing around a lot more cards. I have a lot more mana to, to pay for their soft counters. He realizes too, he can't, and he's like, the longer, it's kind of like, I've said things like this before, like the longer he doesn't do anything, the better I'm, better I'm doing. I think he cashed in a Soul Guide Lantern at this point. And I was like, okay, sure, draw a card. Because uh, it doesn't do anything anymore. And he's like, alright, resolves. And then, sure, all right, the Neoform resolved. And I was like, oh, shit. And I had a tr- I had Atarka and Atraxa in hand. I was like, which one am I taking? I was like, I could just take Atarka, deal with the board. Okay, well, you didn't have him in hand. You had, like, or like resolving looking. Neoform. Okay. I had it. Yeah, I, it, it was physically in my hand, but it was it was in my library. Yeah, <laughs> now you get what you meant. Yeah, yeah. So, at, and I elected to go with Atraxa because like, I think I was like, I just want to draw more cards. Instead of basically killing at least three of his creatures, because I could have just like shot every, shot all of them for one point and one of the extra Mothling Wanderers for a second point or whatever like that. doesn't matter. Um, but I was like, I think I just want to draw cards because they, they need the Tapper. They need the Shackler to, to finish this game. I was like, if they if we get a Tarka, he may flash in two cards or something. I, I don't know. I, I was like, I think 
I, I said this on the on the the Rancast too. I think like in that spot, I should have gotten Atarka anyway. Try to mow down his board. I put the second point on a Mausoleum Wanderer too, just in case he has a flash threat to to protect them or whatever. But but I picked Atraxa, and I was thinking. And I said this on the Rancast. The fact that it was so close makes me not want Atarka in that spot. Or like, it, it wasn't a good selling point because even though Atarka was bad, Dragonlord Atarka was better, it wasn't better by that much in that spot. And like, for a sideboard card, or like this would be a sidecar bullet, it needs to be like quite a bit better, I think. And going back to the Angels matchup where I like cast, I cast it from hand, it killed a angel for toughness and then a elf. It was pretty low impact of a play. Like drawing four, drawing three to five cards was way better. So anyway, in, in that match, I, I won on the spot. Game three, he uh, we saw those curious obsessions and he saw my fatal pushes. So I, I pretty easily won. And there was a turn where I cast thought seas. He revealed a basic island. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to attract, get Atraxa. And then that was me advancing top eight. Because I won basically on the spot. And then we get to the top eight round. And I look I look at the standings. And I'm like, all right, it's clear cut. And I'm like, table four. I was like, that's a good sign. Because I had like among the lowest type of uh, uh, the um, tiebreakers. I'm really bad on tiebreakers on this point. But I look, it's like one versus two, three versus four, all the way down. And so I'm like, okay, awesome. Clear cut top eight. Is we had the the thing with Devin, uh, the last one where it's like we were seven and eight seed respectively, but we could get paired against each other because we already played. So Devin got Devin and I both got paired down in that you know that round we talked about uh, in the last cast with Mikey. Um, so, but this was a clear cut top cut to top eight, and my I look at my opponent's like we're good to draw. So you want to? He's like yes. So, and that's that's what it was. Um, okay, I'm going to try to pick this up a little bit. I played against Fernando in the top eight. He he was the number one seed on uh, Black Green Elves. Did not lose lose a match. Yeah, and he, he tore Crushed that it. fucker yeah. up. He did, yeah, he did awesome. Uh, <laughs> But he did fight his first loss against me, and it was probably my easiest round. As, as well, I was going to say, I think out, out of yeah. matchups, like, he, like, yeah, no shot. Right. Like, Elf is like, yeah, I can outvalue any fair deck. Right, exactly. Not a turn three fucking 8-8 eight, eight, that drew four <laughs> cards. <laughs> right, right. So, and I had, like, I, and I, like, I'm, I'm pretty bad at scouting. And, you know, I was, like, I don't know. You didn't I, even I, know what you were going against, and everyone asked me because I knew, and I was like, it's Elves. And they were like, oh, I'm like, yeah. Well, you could have told me that. No, Cole. I wanted to say, there's no shot you were going to lose that game. Like, uh, the well, only way I think you would have lost is if you kept, like, a really bad hand and he just had the nut. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, he'd I'll... have to have the nuttiest start. Right. So, <laughs> I get I play him. I'm, like, in the dark at the top. I was like, okay. Um, and the only thing I knew was, like, uh, the real wild Rakdos in the top eight. And then I knew one guy was on Neoform. It, it, or, I'm sorry. It Lotus. Was on Lotus Field. Thank Lotus, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, did, he did pretty well. You know, he had Approach of the Second Sun in his main deck. I was like, that's where yeah i he so the weird thing was his opponent or his other round opponent was like a buddy of his i guess it conceded to, so he could like try to get his invite and then he got ruffled by those rectos. Rakt, yeah because that's who i played in the finals anyway 
Uh, but Fernando, he was someone, he, he was an old buddy of yours year from years back at uh, Yeah, he's a cool guy. I love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, but he, I had the fatal pushes to his elves. So killing his dork makes this so much easier because he's like a way, way farther behind and I just went. Uh, top four is against Jet. And Jet at the time is like, I know that he said something like, I know Power Word Kill doesn't deal with the doesn't deal with the problem or something like that. Yeah, and he uh <laughs> so the joke that we said earlier, he we have a buddy Justin, uh we've talked about before. He yeah. Jet knew what Brett was on. And Jet goes to Justin, it's like, Can you explain the combo to me? And Justin goes, What do you mean? He's like, So you put a Tassiger to play a deal for it. And Jet's like and then what? And Justin just like gestures his hands like, and that's it. <laughs> and you draw four cards. That's <laughs> yeah, so fucking funny. And that's the whole awesome. time that Brent's like, me and Justin are making that joke like every fucking five minutes. It's so funny. That's awesome. Oh god, it was it was hilarious. And then Justin bought the deck like immediately after. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Jet or Justin, um, we were playing at the RCQ. This was like I'm playing amulet the, the the one where I think we you go to Pio, I play amulet in in modern, and he he sits next to me in one round. He's like, oh, so you must be excited knowing I had the Microsynth Gardens. It's like, yeah. I was, and I said, yeah, I, I finally crawl out of my rock so I can do this now or something like that. That's funny. Justin's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like yeah. Justin's Justin's great guy. Um, I know we were chatting about like creativity when we broke uh, before. I did really well at the Star City event. And stuff like that. So he we... he he got on to me because him and I were greasing buddies for a while. Oh sure, yeah. And he was like, he was like, you should have just played Fang. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. a good guy. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- love Justin. Uh, but I play against Jet. Another gr- uh, speaking of great dudes, uh, I got Jet in the top four. I I think on these bigger events, I all always have his number. I think I'm. But he like he beats me in like F and M style events. Um, but I mean, it's a good number to have because Jen is a very good player. No, oh for sure. He, he's I no- I consider him one of the greats. He's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope and I pumped his tires too in like the tournament report too. It's just like yeah, he's a great great dude. But like he, I knew like I was probably in a pretty good spot in this match because I know he's on Rakdos. Uh, I win game one is kind of like it takes a little while, but I stay in full control throughout the entire game, basically. And I think I, I thought sees he like ah. shyly flips over his three cards, and they're all fatal push. <laughs> all three of them. All three of them. I was like, uh, okay, sorry, Jed. <laughs> and then, like, if I cast all three of them, I get to get rid of it, right? <laughs> Anyway, I like from there in the former win. So, in game two, uh, I have a, a Delph creature in play, and I don't think he has much going on. I think, I, like, I think I stubbed a Liliana or Thoughtseize a Liliana, so he had basically nothing. Uh, I have a Delph creature in or in play, and at four lands, basically. I think he. I think I may have picked up Jagantha, and that's that. That that avenue's gone, and that's you know whatever. I top deck. I'm like, all right, strategic play. I was like, okay, that's like one of the better cards to draw in this spot. It's just one of the best ones. So I'm like, all right, that'll dig me, and I like, all right, I know if I neo form a top, I I I I win. 
I just know it without doubt. And like, look at the card, and it has Dio Four. It's like, oh, thank God. So yeah, I fucking of course, right? Um, but I'm like, I'm like excited. I was like, all right, Neo Form, like Shiley, <laughs> pick up a Traxa, you know, grab a grip of cards, and I think I had stubs up, and. Uh, after I drew like drew the cards, like the attracts a pile had one, which was awesome, which is always what I want. And then the next turn I had I played Delph th- creature, so it basically just Liliana insurance. And then I win. Uh in the final and so I so at this point I'm like, oh thank God. And I'm like, this is me me winning, uh, is making top two and uh, I'm not gonna go in the final match too much. It was against uh, Daniel Genova, and I was like, I was like, can we do a prize play? I was like, can we just both take the picture? They were like, no, we need a winner. We need one winner. I was like, okay, but we we agreed to split cash, we, and we both got the invite, which is what we really really wanted. Uh, we played three games, and he he beats me. Um, I feel like you and and you know you don't have the answer if you want to or whatever, but sure. I feel like you you probably cashed it in. Uh, so no, I'm I'm not gonna say that because okay. uh, yeah, I I think like I was trying to win and I did win the game one. Uh, I, like I was like I'm playing the the only thing on the line was my pitcher and yeah, and, like, it's pride basically. Yeah, so I was like I I want to win. I, I and I did try to win. I I did know I basically did win. Like I like no matter what happens. Like if you were to tell me, hey Brent, will you take the deal that you get second place and you get the invite and you lose to a good matchup? Which I think it is. Like I think Rakdos is a good match. I was like, I I will take that. Well, deal yeah, I mean, 100% judging literally by what I said with Phoenix, like drawing extra cards usually like ruins Rakdos, right? And you get an eighty that draws extra cards. So right. like, and their thought seasons get if they take a Neoform or something. I have Snapcaster effects too, so it's just like that makes it really good. Well, the other thing they do is like it, it's not it is it's all different too because it's not draw. Uh, draw first is draw the best card. Right. They are face up, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like way better than like the Nimizit trigger. You know, it's the same like 10 cards based on color pairs, pick a card. Yeah. Because those are like two plus mana. Like they they have to be. Yeah. Right. Well, that's not true. I mean, no. Well, it's not true, but it's basically true. Right. Where it's like, you know, they could get abrupt decay and then like. A three mana card. Well, I was gonna say, if this was in modern, card. you could get a one mana card. Yeah, in, in modern, you can get the uh, the safe ride passage. Yeah, okay. the hybrid green white card that goes against a plane. And it, okay, but like the the no, but, but no, 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 but like you know, in the formats of that deck exist. Yeah, it would always right. be two. It's it's two up. Yeah, two two up. So it's like you get these cards, and maybe next turn you get play two of the spells or something like that. Where here, I'm getting like the best. Like Thoughtseize is probably we the best get sorcery, lands, which is yeah. also very relevant. Right. Yeah. There's, and then like you get a Thoughtseize, which is like the best sorcery of all time. You can get like an instant. So stubborn now. That's like in this deck, a one man negate is fucking absurd. Um, and like you, you know, you uh, what as you get another Delph creature, you maybe just get another Neoform. So you just have like more, you know, whatever. You know, obviously the attraction trigger is busted. Um, that's like the trigger is way better than Nimbus's, and the creature is way better too. Well, yeah, I think. If the creature wasn't as good, it wouldn't be that great. But like, she's just a house. Yeah. Like she's one. She's just a hell of a card. Yeah. Like she's hard to get through. 
she doesn't tap when she attacks, which is incredibly relevant too. Yeah, right. Because many reasons, <laughs> like uh, Wandering Emperor is such a good card, and that would well, be yeah, a great and, answer. Like, well, and also just like yeah, Wandering Emperor is a very big example, but like just you can't like race her. Right. Yeah. That's you, a good you point. can't. You can't be like okay. Well, you know, if they're gonna turn sideways at gate seven, I can return attack for like fifteen or whatever, and like I'm winning yeah. that race. Right. But exactly. You can't do that because she's she's just gonna be on offense and defense. Right. So yeah, she's she's a hell of a card. Yeah. Like I, I jokingly tell people, the trigger is what kind of basically you can't when you get the trigger off, you kind of just win the game anyway because you're. You're gonna find another a way to do another like do to kind of do it again. Like maybe you get the strategic planning as a sorcery and, and you have a delve creature and your graveyard's probably just decent anyway. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty easy to just do it again. I think against Jet, um yeah, it's definitely against Jet. I I I probably done it at least one other time and at, at the HP Mobile. I was like, all right, uh delve threat into Neoform with a with the tracks already in play, I was like, Yeah, this these cards are not good, but let's just draw good cards. And I cashed a, a, a Traxa just for that trigger again and just like, because I need Stubborn Denial. Usually it's just, just like, I just need Stubborn Denial. Yeah. But but like maybe I find Thoughtseize, maybe I find, you know, other high impact cards too, so. Um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, cool. I was, I was, I was absolutely going for the win. It just didn't happen. But I think like, uh, I think the deck is... Really good, and I want to make sure I, I shout out Todd Anderson and Ted Aboy. Like those those two guys have built, I think a very good deck. And I jokingly told this like Katanen asked me like, "Do you think this deck is real?" I was like, "I'm gonna toot my own horn for a second. I thought Mono Blue Spirits was real with right before it broke out. Is it creativity? Was a deck where I was like, this is a really strong thing you can do. Good interaction, big scores, a hell of a card. I was like, I think it's a good deck." And I stand by that, and, you know, it's... I get validated by Reed Duke winning the Pro Tour and, like, that team picking that deck, too. Like, I think the deck is really good. This is now, like, another call I'm making. Like, I think this is a real deck at this point. But it's also early, and, like, there hasn't, like, there hasn't I, been an adjustment I, I've period. I've said this but... before when we talked about it privately and stuff. I, yeah. I think the deck is real, but I think the deck is susceptible to to hating it out. Yeah, it, it is a linear deck. Like you are doing one thing, and like there are decks like like we watched when you played against uh, the Omnath Midridge deck. Like Brain Delight is a bully card against decks like like yours. And, oh like yeah, Phoenix. Like it's like all right, go get the best fucking thing ever. Whether it be Slaughter Games, bulky, and then like because your deck does your deck preys on. The fact you can't get rid of a tracks and the fact a tracks is gonna draw a card. Right. And like You're outdraw right. your opponent. But when your opponent goes and gets like a Valky, it's like, oh Valky ends ends the game. Yeah, like, then you could take a Traxa and then at any point you could cast her. Right. Or you just could draw more cards than I'm ever gonna draw. And you're drawing my best cards. Right. Yeah. So Not like for sure. Yeah, like I it, there are decks that do beat it up, and I think Spirit is one of those decks too that does go I mean, Spirit obviously preys on decks like that, too. Obviously, though, you have a really good plan B in the sense of just, like, casting a 4-4 trample. Which yep. then, you know, it it makes it weird because it's, like, blue-eyed spirits versus mono-blue spirits against you. Yeah. Because blue-eyed spirits can just do more than blue can against you stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. 
And then obviously, like I said, my Phoenix matchup, I've played it has been pretty good. But also, like, that's because I'm on fourth thing in the ice. And putting a track stuff back in your hand is not that great. Or the, it was not great for you. It's good for me. No, yeah, I agree. Like, if you're yeah, like to bounce, flipping, that's flipping and thing in the ice, and then like hitting you for seven, and then you have to like find a way to get this, you know, get the thing happening. Yeah, yeah. While also it, dealing with like arc lights, you know, coming back, and then like I have a combo of my own built in of just like I could trespass you. Right, and I was kind of thinking that too, where it's like you know, if you if you find three three or four phoenixes, you're probably like you're okay to like do a triple block or threaten a triple block and just like buy yourself time or whatever yeah they, they come back they're free right exact yeah like exactly. i don't like that's a big thing about phoenix too is like they are the best defensive creatures oh right because you're just you're not losing anything to get them back they're free yeah you're like well I, my deck's built to draw cards anyway so like why wouldn't i just play these free cards to refill my hand oh i guess i get these birds back and do you have like, a lot of the phoenix deck has like a shitload of like sideboard pieces that are just like, stack interaction, that's going to be really good in this spot, too, where, like, Aether Gust is a removal spell. Mystical, like, if you're, the Neoform, when that hits the stack, it's like, this has to resolve for, on my end. It has to resolve. If it doesn't yeah. resolve, you lose the game. And, yeah. like, you get better in that match. Yeah, in, and I mean, it also depends on the Phoenix board, like, how they want to board it. Like, that's yeah. the thing about Phoenix. If you ever really saw a podcast, obviously, you're going to be preach about it, is, like, you have to be a good enough player, and your board has to be what you want your board to be. Like, what you think right. is going to be there. Like, I will say this weekend, a card that was dead in my board because I was so scared of vehicles was Aether Ghost. Really? Okay. I'd never run it in, ever. Never came in. Yeah. And it, it, it rotted in there because yeah. I was so worried. I mean, I don't, I don't think green is mill right now. And I actually had somebody message me. like Mod- they play- Model green, like, devotion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't okay. think it's a real deck right now. Um, Interesting. Okay. Well, like, just in the just in our meta. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just like that. That's like, kind, of a, it got, kind of it got, a bull take. Yeah. Well, it got bullied out. Like Rakdos finally, you know, and like creativity and all that kind of bullied it out. Sure. Yeah. It wouldn't take much for it to just shift back in. Like that's yeah. the thing about Pioneer, is you have Rakdos, which is the gatekeeper, right? It it it's what you know. If you can't be Rakdos, you're not good. Yeah. Don't 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 even register, kind of thing. And Rakdos is very good at going like, all right, what are the big things right now? Like creativity. I agree with you. I don't recommend creativity unless you want to put the time into it because people figured it out. Like, it's yeah. not the oh shit mystery thing anymore. Like, Rakdos can go playing uh, these like Necromentia effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Which also side hits the attracts the deck. Yeah. And also hits Lotus. Like, they're like, they yeah. get to just go to these other, like, go blanks. They're going back to go blanks, and that's a hell of a card. Right. Yeah. And that hits Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is on the downtick anyways. It always is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, that that's the thing. And, like, Rakdos is really good at just pushing decks out of format. But saying this about Rakdos, like, when they go to push it out, then Green can come back in. Because they don't have Rakdos, yeah. like, trying to play 14 cards to beat them. Right. And then also creativity got shoved out. Like, Green doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Green gets to play... You know, green doesn't do very well when they also can't, like, play the fair game plan. Right, yeah. Like, if you're creativity, and you're just like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing, like, here's 30 damage. <laughs> like, I could stop you long enough from you comboing off to just, like, kill you. Right. So, like, I, I like Pioneer right now a lot. Uh, 
Like, I think the format's in a really cool spot, and it's interesting to see, like, what I was doing. Like, 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 look at these new decks that are coming up. Like, the Attractive deck's a brand new deck. And it's even evolving. Like, I'm sure we'll yeah. get into that later. Like, probably another episode once you actually get to try it. Um, But, like, it, it is evolving. And I told Brett privately, too, I was like, I, I think the deck has to evolve. Like, yeah. as people figure it out, as people... Like, if the deck... The deck hasn't been winning challenges. Uh, I think it's only just been recently five owing. But like uh, if, it, it got it got second. Tenable got like second in the challenge. I think other than that, it's 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 so early too. But yeah, well, I yeah, think, that's like, the thing. But like, let's say like yeah, next is. week it just starts doing all like getting top eight of these challenges a bunch. Right. Then yeah. it's like okay, what do we need to play to beat it? Because it's real. Right. Really, where that deck wants to be is it just wants to stay in the the like. The like, okay, you don't, you know about it, but you don't know about it, right? Like kind of thing. It's like you, you've heard of this deck, but you've never like sat across it, right? And that's a big benefit because people like, like you said, people sat across you, and I'm sure there were guys that were like, oh, I've heard of this, but like have no fucking clue what you're doing, right? Yeah. So, like, ignorance is a hell of a way to win games. <laughs> But yeah, I like the deck. Yeah. I'm really proud of you, honestly. Like you, you tore it the fuck up. You made, like I said, you're really good at making calls like that, whether you know it or not. Like you're really good at just like free rolling it. Yeah. Um, and like, hell of impressive, honestly. Like you tore it the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. It, it, is it uh, I I got maybe a little lucky, but it it's hell. Luck wins games. I tell people, dude. Yeah. I will never like shiggles. I got real lucky that half that fucking room was humans. <laughs> like, I'm never yeah. going to say I did. Like, luck wins games. Right. If I top deck yeah. a fucking treasure crew, I've, half my Phoenix games on fucking Sunday were that way. Yeah. Like, I was against, like, Rakdos. I was like, oh, I'm dead hand, and they have a Croc set. And I was like, oh, I drew a treasure crew. Well, back in the <laughs> game I go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've never not going to admit luck is a huge part of it. Especially for yeah. decks like what we're playing. Yeah. Like, the decks do require a luck factor of, like, I talk, like, I watched you just randomly top deck Neo for, like, half the whole day. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and, and, and that, and it happens, and you, you, fuck it, you did it. Like, yeah. Yeah. There are elements to the decks that do require, like, all right, you know, like, sequ uh, like, uh, sequences and stuff, but there are, sometimes you just gotta be lucky, and, Better lucky than, you know, good. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, I know I was late in the episode. I don't know, Brandon, if you had anything else you want to add. Um, I do actually have one more thing to add, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, we actually have some big news coming up. Uh, I'm not going to get into it now. I just want to hype the viewers up. Uh, obviously, we have San Diego coming upwards, the whole crew of guys going. We're going to have some big news there. We'll probably have another episode out before then uh but yeah. we have some probably that episode will announce all the big news we have going on but we've had we've yeah. been very fortunate uh with like things that have been coming up uh that like for the painful truths podcast um i know we i've gotten a lot of reaction on twitter and i know brent has too so the the tweeting has been helped a lot and we really appreciate you guys and hopefully we could do some cool give backs to the community later you know, once like San Diego like calms down because that's been like 
the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, Brent, did you have anything else to add? I, I think, I, like, I want to talk about the deck just a little bit more, just, like, changes I've, I've made recently. Oh, yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick. Um, So, the oh, like, it really just, like, four card changes. Like, I'm playing, Uh, I think I sh- you should play some number of, uh, from using my list as a template, I think some of the considers should be instead of the Willy Gazes. I was, I did, like, a... F- Complete swap in in locals, but otherly gaze is just a little bit worse of a magic card. But it doesn't it does fuel your graveyard enough by itself, single handedly. You can just like gaze into flashback, gaze into uh delve Atraxa into on turn three. Like it single handedly does that, so that's like a a feature. But it's just multiples. It it just sucks. So I do think like and that's what Tandy's been doing. He's been playing two considers three gazes is, is cantrips and I think there's that might be a good spread of numbers uh, the other thing and this is something Drew actually brought up when, when we were debating like what to put into this like what cards to play in the sideboard like, he was like let's do assassin trophy because it goes up and kills the leyline binding that will will have snagged one of our threats uh, and just deal with the downside of that land um, I was a little sus on it but I think I'm just like fully on board where it's like all right, so this at that spot, killing a binding is a big deal, of course. Give him land; it's you know, it's whatever. But you get the attracts the trigger all over again, basically, or you get the needed delve threat or Jingatha, like whatever they nab, you just get it back, and that's like a big deal. Like I wish I had that against the, the fire's opponent, so I could at least kill it, get Jingatha back, and then cast uh, the um, and then cast attracts from hand and stuff like that, and. Like the downside of like being worse against humans, I don't. I think that's just too small. Like that, I don't think it's different. I think it's basically the same card, and it still deals with literally every permanent. Notably, I liked it for uh, the creativity matchup, so you get at least like have a removal spell on the stack against Hullbreaker Horror, because otherwise we don't have one. And yeah, maybe they can remand it effectively, remand it. But you do. It's a cheap way to answer that threat, and you have to do that. So, um, like notably, those high mana value cards are good. Oh, also in the mirror, it's also really good. Um, if you at least remove a track set, because um, those those mirrors can kind of we- kind of get weird. They can be. And there, there, I'm sure there's other other cards that are like other threats against us where it's good, but like those are the notable ones. Um, Omnath, you gotta do that against uh, Valky uh, or Tybalt. Like that's seven. That is a set seven mana on the backside, right? So abrupt decay doesn't kill it, right? No. Yeah, like there's another one, and yeah, and that that's it. But that other than that, I think the deck is mostly I would play exactly as it is. I also changed the mana a little bit. Like I had a Besaju, like mana basic as opposed to the other mana base, which is like all four of, of like all the duels and and the mana confluences or whatever. But I I don't know how much I love that. But that's where I'm at right now. I will say Tandy had a basic swamp. That's let's not do that. Let's not do the swamp. Ah, you need to play basic, play the island. The swamp is like the worst. We're, like we're a Demir deck, Demir splash Neo form for the most part. Like just, I think he just played the uh, play island. That, that's okay. That that should be it. All right. Well, awesome. I, I hope our viewers got some really good insight about the deck. And if you want to try the deck, hundred percent, look into it. It is. Uh, it is a really cool deck, honestly. 
yeah, really cool. I'm going to be playing the shit out of this going forward. Uh, sorry, all other Pioneer decks in my possession hey. uh, for now. <laughs> we'll see you next week. But alrighty, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, keep on the lookout for probably coming in the next week. Let's see our next episode. We'll have some big news. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for coming in. Later. Take care. Bye.